Well, if I can't deconstruct myself, then what right do I have to deconstruct anybody else? What's up, kids? How are you today? I am doing well. I'm doing okay. I'm a little, a little bloated. Give you a little brief update on me. I'm a little bloated, but outside of that, I'm doing all right. Um, so in the previous podcast, I uh, discussed doing Couch to 5K, and I discussed uh, a post I'd, I'd made about it. And there's a passing comment in said, coat, the said post about pride. And how I quite struggle with pride, and this is something which I've I've, I've long time struggled with, and I've, I've mentioned it before in passing on the podcast. Uh, I've mentioned how I'm terrible at advertising my own work, how I I've, I don't really tell people about my work, um, how essentially I just kind of keep everything to myself, and a lot of that is coupled with the uh, the feeling of pride, and I find it quite a strange emotion. Now, what do I mean when I mean pride? I mean, when you do something, or create something, or, or, or participate in something, and you have a feeling of happiness and accomplishment, and you want to tell people about it. I think that that's, that's how I define pride. <clears throat> you can be uh, pride-filled um, in order to uh, spread a message. Or whatnot, and you can do that publicly, or you can do that at home. Um, you know, you might make something and put it on display in your home. That's 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 a proud moment. You're something you are proud of, of accomplishing. Um, or you could you can participate in something, and you think, yes, that's a great thing I and do. And that's essentially what I did with the post. Um, I posted about it and just said, hey, this is something which I've accomplished, and I'm I'm quite proud of it, and I want to tell people about it. Not because you want necessarily kudos or. Um, what's the word? Praise or anything like that. Just that you want to be able to show off a little bit that you've done something and that you, that you fell involved with. And I, I, I mentioned I hugely struggle with that. That is a that is a point of contention in in this brain. Um, and and I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into why that is or why I think that is. Uh, so, so buckle up. This could be a ramble and a half. Okay, so let's go. So let's break it down. So, what do I associate pride with? If I think of pride, um, <clears throat> weirdly, I don't think of it as uh, the LGBT movement, um, which I know is it, it this you know title wise. This could be a very misleading podcast. I'm talking about just the general feeling of of pride and and, and bits and bobs like. Um, and when when you kind of accomplish and, and and go out and do things, whereas to me, when someone says pride as a sentiment of emotion um, or an activity, I think of it as coupled so closely with ego, and ego and confidence, and those are two double-edged swords. Essentially, they're both essentially the same thing. Confidence and ego, but one has very negative connotations, which is ego, uh, and one is is quite positive because confidence can be a very positive thing and is a positive thing. They do say that confidence is hugely related to attraction, um, also success, 
and everything which we put into life. Confidence becomes a big thing. And ego is the negativity of that emotion, essentially. Is it an emotion? Feeling? Maybe I'm I'm not even using the right words. But I'm confident I'm probably not using the right words. Um, And those are kind of like coupled together. And those are things which I struggle with immensely. Those are things I've always struggled with immensely. I've had kind of a, a, a double edged life with it essentially um so my first experiences of things like confidence and ego came from school and where did they come from in school they didn't come from heroes and icons which i had no they came from bullies uh which was a huge part of my childhood um i was a big kid i don't have the most distinguished facial features in fact i have quite long eyelashes and i blush extremely easy and i have very red lips which led to me getting uh nicknames which I did not appreciate. Um, and obviously being a big kid, you also gain nicknames there. So my first experiences of confident people were with bullies. It wasn't with uh, parents and icons and people who you should get lessons in confidence from. It was from people who would, at the time, be seen as my enemies. And so it made me more shy. I mean, I'm a naturally reserved person anyway. I don't tend to talk a lot, which is surprising considering I have a podcast. Um, but I... I save what I'm thinking about and I save uh, my thoughts and opinions on things for moments when I feel like I might actually get listened to. I'm not someone who forces their way into a conversation in any way, shape or form. I'm not someone who will project myself into an, uh, a conversation. I will just stand there. I'll probably just listen. That's, that's something which I do. I, I'll nod along and listen um, because I can, I can learn a lot. But most of that is it's ingrained behavior from when I was very young because people who were confident and could push themselves into a situation were people which I didn't like. They were people who I kind of despise. Um, and they were using it in a very negative way. Now, progress a little bit further forward uh, to college, and I learned that I could use my own confidence, not in the way they were using it. Most of the way they used it was kind of violence and um, and physical acts and things like that. But I, I realized I could use it for essentially manipulation. Which is a very negative thing. Um, and essentially, I, I did. You know, during college, I was basically a complete asshole. Um, I realized I could use it to create art and to suggest things to people and essentially just push things in a direction which was more beneficial to me than to anybody else without thought of anyone else. And I felt hugely powerful doing that and that is something now which i'm hugely aware of because people got hurt in that process and that now that seems preposterous to me it's not something which i'd ever want it's not something which i'd ever want to do to anybody but at the time it didn't matter because i was a teen and you know hormones and life and learning lessons and all those kinds of things and i'm hugely apologetic for anything which i did which hurt people But again, that informed part of who I am today and informed my going into university where my confidence took a knock and my ego took a knock and I basically just underwent a huge change as a person, consciously, because I'd seen people get hurt and I didn't want that. I didn't want that to be associated with me. I didn't want it to be associated with things which I do in my day-to-day life. So all the all the initial experiences I ever had with confidence and um, activity within the world were negative. And that is the crux of the matter. 
So now, you know, fast forward 30 years, when I'm feeling proud, when I'm feeling accomplished, when I do something which I think is important, I essentially have to convince myself that I'm going to put it out into the world. Because as soon as I think of it, I feel like that I'm going to be received as as, uh, egotistical and overconfident, and it's going to be detrimental to someone else. I... The way I essentially make it through life, and a few rules which I have for myself in life, is that I should never do anything which puts me above anyone else. And if you do something and you want to tell the world about it, then the negative part of my brain kind of sits there and goes, no, you're, if you do that, you're, you're putting down people who can't do that. You know, like drawing. So I illustrate, I draw, I know I can draw. That's just a fact of life. I know that I can do illustration and that I can draw. But I rarely talk about it. I rarely put it out in a way which is saying, hey, look at this this the fantastic thing I did. Because insecurity, you know, sheer insecurity of going, I'll put it out, say it's great, and then someone will come along and say, actually, no, it's not that great. And that's, that's a confidence balance. It's a huge confidence. And so it's become something which I've had to work on. It's something which I've had to really delve into and convince myself about. Even compliments. Um, I put up a photograph recently of my eyes. I massively have a love-hate relationship with my eyes. Um, And people give me compliments, and I struggle to take those compliments. I struggle to take positive reinforcement to me because I feel like it boosts my ego, and I feel like I end up in this, this... weird little cycle and if I get too big then I might fall back into a habit of of doing things which I don't want to do and basically just self-destructing myself which I know is wrong this I feel like is something I should point out I know this is wrong and I know this isn't something which should be in society and I know it's okay to be prideful This this is the conflict because I love pushing other people up I love going and helping people build confidence and making them build confidence and giving them the tools they need to feel proud of the work that they do because I feel like their work is hugely important and I feel like that their work is work which should be elevated above and really there's probably part of my brain which is just if I elevate other people high enough then it doesn't matter if I'm prideful because they'll always be slightly higher than me and that's more important you know I said we'd get deconstructive in, in this podcast and we already are but this is it's just one of those weird things i mean even kind of planning events coming up and planning things which i'm doing i'm essentially just looking to help and make other people happy and give them a, a enjoyable time and a good time um so because that makes me happy and that's that i think that's the change i think that's where that's the change which I had during college to university and coming out of university. That was the huge change. You go from, if you get into a situation where the first experiences in your life are, are fairly negative to do with confidence, and then you explore that negativity because you see that as a way to gain power, you will come to a point where your brain kind of kicks in and goes, we could be happier and no one could get hurt by doing almost the exact opposite of what you're doing. By ignoring everybody else and just projecting yourself, you've had very negative experiences and it's short-lived. Whereas if you look at it from the other point of view of going, well, no, if we can make other people happier and we can help people and we can grow people, then 
you can do whatever you want anyway still, but they were the focus to begin with. And that that hugely helps. So I am I'm working on pride because I know that's not a particularly healthy way to live either. Because essentially, it's it's, it's selfish in, in its own in its own way. You know, there's no self selfless acts. Um, I'm doing it to to make myself feel better. Um, so something which I'm I'm kind of aiming for and gearing for within 2020 is this whole idea of feeling better about being me. If that makes sense. And I think that's something which I want to encourage other people. Because I know a lot of people have not the same tendencies in me because they have different experiences in life, but don't have the confidence in the work they're doing. And I wonder if they're held back by very similar things and worried about kind of worried about that whole showing off feeling. Worried about feeling like they're they're going, Yay, look at this and then the world might come along and say, No, it's not that great, don't worry. You you should probably stop. Because that does hold people back and I think being comfortable with the things that you're good at is a good learning moment so it's something which I want to work on it's something which I want to put into the work I do and advertise the work which I do better and work around the things which I see are negative about doing and publishing and and all those kinds of things and I think that's going to take a lot of time I don't have a, a key on how to do that you know, it's small steps. Um, <laughs> it's small steps to try and come out of something um, which you try for so long to be modest about, in a way. Um, you know, my my go-to phrase when anyone asks me what I do is, I do, you know, I don't do anything, which is a lie. Um, you know, people ask me if I'm any good at thing, and I say no. And then instantly friends jump in and say, well, he does this, 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 and this. And I'm I'm just holding back. All I'm doing is, is sitting and thinking, well, no, why would they care? Why would they want to understand about it? It's the same with gifts. I'm terrible accepting gifts. I, you can, I, I mean, stay, uh, this, this facial expression, if you gave me a gift, would still be the same. If I was in incredible pain, probably still be the same. If I was incredibly happy, I'd still be the same. Because I've had so many years of maintaining the same facial expression as a defense mechanism against the entire world. And that's just a reality. And I can't change that now. So people give me gifts, and I'm very happy. And I I want to be happy. And in my brain, I'm like, okay, cool, we're happy. But my face doesn't translate that. And my friends have had to learn that. Recently, I got a gift from a birthday. And I'm, I'm sat there going, yes, this is great. I love it. You know, it's a fantastic thing. And then outside, nothing. Just just nothing. I, I hate it. So what am I going to say? Also, why do they want to give me gifts? All these thoughts keep going through my head of, why would what, what have I done which I deserve a gift? I don't deserve a gift. I've not done anything amazing or important. Why are you giving me this? And these are thoughts which are there, and they're essentially negative thoughts. Uh, you know, it's not even kind of putting myself down or anything like that. I just don't understand people's thought process. I put up that post, and people said they were proud of me, and I'm just thinking, why? Some people ba- barely know me, so they were proud of me, and I'm feeling proud of me. All I've done is... All I accomplished was something which most average people can do. In, in, you know, in, in exercise. And yet you're proud of me. That's confusing. I, I tell you, my brain does not 
I, I think I realized a long time ago that my brain is not particularly wired for, for social interaction. Um, it's something which I've had to learn of a long time over a long period of time um, to be able to exist in the world. And that's something which I think everybody does in one way or another. And you do it in your own way. Hey, it's only taken me 30 years to figure that out. But having that aspect of your life which you do feel good about and you do feel is something you can talk about I think is extremely important. You'll have noticed in this podcast, I, I kind of, I've been through, what's this, 102 episodes now? And I talk about experiences. I talk about um, how I go through experiences and different people I meet on these experiences. I talk about my interests. I talk about art a lot. Um, I realize I need a new subject to talk about. I talk about all those things, but it's very rare I discuss me directly and, and how I developed into me. Um, because I can use them as deflections and can use them as as mechanisms to get round talking about me. And and, and that in a way, that that's probably quite good. I don't know who'd want to listen to a podcast about me. Um, but thank you for listening if you are. <laughs> if you made it to the, the almost 20-minute mark. Um but yeah, I, I use that as a reflection. It's a defense mechanism. And I do exactly the same in, in real life outside of the podcast world. I, I meet people and I talk about my interests. I talk about things which I know they're going to have seen, things which I know they're going to be interested in. And I'm not an open person. I'm very, very good at getting around being open. And that is something which I've learned through time. And that's likely something I should probably work on next. But we'll take things one at a time. This time I'm talking about pride and feeling good about the things which I do. Even now. Like, you you just, you heard that sentence. That was not a solid sentence because in my head, every single syllable is having to be pushed out of my body in order to communicate that. I'm sat in a room alone. And the whole idea of saying I am good at something or I, I, I'm capable of something... Um, just it, it creates a mental block. This is the worst part of writing CVs. Every part of writing a CV is basically advertising yourself, advertising what you do. Hell, I've been Tinder profiling, Bumble. I write those in third person. That's a that's a shocking statistic for you. A nice insight into my personal life. I write. I'm so uncomfortable with talking about the things which I'm good at and I enjoy. <laughs> on a personal level, that I talk about those in the third person on dating profiles. Now you know I'm broken. Now you know <laughs> the depth of this rabbit hole which we're going into and what I'm trying to break. If you have any tips on how to kind of get past this and how to get feel, not how to feel, but how to, how to convince myself that this is okay, I'd love to hear them. It is something I want to work on. It is something which I'm developing and i want to develop into 2020 as we go through i'm going to get potato boy up and running i'm going to push him out into the world and i need to comfortable with the idea of saying that yes this is what i wanted to make and this is what i do because it was everything about potato boy is exactly what i wanted to make and the project i feel is probably one of the best things i have ever created and i need to feel good about telling people about that maybe just tell me you want to you want to know about that and that'll help but until then I'll be trapped in this constant cycle of, of not feeling good about things because previous childhood trauma, which isn't usually the way things go for people my age.
when you realize that things have been there for years and years and years. I mean, I could, yeah, and like I could track that back. If I was confident about stuff in school and I showed off that I was confident in stuff, there would instantly be someone there to put that down. Because that school doesn't leave physical scars, it leaves emotional ones, which then you discuss on podcasts. We'll see how it goes. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.